Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Montgomery the Moose is stuck. He's playing a keep still game in an enormous store, standing in the pond on a huge model mountaintop and hiding from the people in orange jackets who seemed angry that he was in the store in the first place. While waiting for Montgomery the Mouse to come back from exploring, he met two small human-like creatures, both around six inches tall, the two sisters Phoebe and Tamar, who had traveled from Cambridge, Massachusetts to Maine to look for a magical land with a dragon in it. Meanwhile, Montgomery the Mouse had met a raccoon who lived inside the model mountaintop, eating the trash that messy humans left behind. Montgomery helped the raccoon pick out a name, Roger, and the two became fast friends. Roger pledged to help Montgomery the Mouse and Montgomery the Moose to escape from the store without getting caught by the orange jackets. So today, let's pick up the story where we left off. And as always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. No, wait, she's Phoebe, and I'm Tamar. No, that doesn't make sense either. Look, one of us is Phoebe, and one of us is Tamar, and you can figure out which one is which later. Um, okay, Montgomery the Moose responded quietly, keen not to draw any attention to himself. Off in the distance, the orange jackets were still running around, looking confused. We're looking for help. Can you help us? Tamar asked, hopefully. Um, not right now. Montgomery was wondering how he could stop these two from making so much noise. Oh, well, yeah, I know you're in a bit of a predicament right now, Phoebe added, aware that Montgomery's focus was somewhere else. But maybe we can help you get out of here, Tamar jumped in. And then maybe you can help us. We're trying to get to... She paused to make sure that she was saying it right. Damariscotta Lake. There's some sort of portal to a magical land there. Phoebe realized it sounded much different hearing it in her own voice out loud, but it was the truth, after all. The two small creatures looked into Montgomery's eyes, each one with a smile that showed pride in their pitch, and hope that he would respond positively. Um, okay, Montgomery finally responded, and Phoebe and Tamar high-fived each other with glee. Here's what I think we should do, Phoebe started. Tamar and I will run to different parts of the store and knock some stuff off shelves. They'll think it's you and come running, but then you can run out the front door. Wait, Tamar added uncertainly. That's your plan? But what about my friend? I can't leave Montgomery here. Montgomery the Moose trailed off sadly. You don't need to. I'm right here. Montgomery the Mouse replied with a grin from a rocky ledge a few feet away from his moose friend's head. Montgomery, I'm so glad to see you. Me too, Montgomery. Montgomery the mouse scrambled down to climb onto his moose friend's head. Hold on, Tamar interrupted. You're both called Montgomery? Doesn't that get confusing? How can it be confusing? Another voice joined in, also from the rocky ledge. One of them's a moose and one of them's a mouse. It's hard to get them mixed up, don't you think? Who are you? Montgomery the moose, Phoebe, and Tamar all asked at the same time. I'm Roger, the proud raccoon announced, puffing her whole body up. She was unable to hide her smile, the kind of smile a creature only gets when announcing their name publicly for the first time. Oh, hi, nice to meet you, Phoebe replied in a way that Roger didn't feel really matched the excitement of the announcement. I'm Phoebe, and she's Tamar. See, it's easier when just one of us introduces us, she said to her sister. So, listen... Montgomery the Mouse jumped in, 
keen not to waste any more time. Roger has a plan to get us out of here. Phoebe looked a little put out that Tamar and their new moose friend seemed much more interested in this news than they were in her plan. Ah, well, it may not work, Roger added cautiously, eyeing Montgomery the moose up close for the first time. Really? Montgomery the mouse countered. Because it sounded like you knew exactly what we needed to do. Well, yeah, but I really don't think it will work, Roger replied, still looking at Montgomery the moose. Well, just tell us anyway, added Tamar, and maybe we can figure it out together. Her sister looked at her grumpily. Well, the thing is, it involves going through a small hole and following the water pipes out to the woodlands behind the store. Roger hoped that this would explain the predicament, but the two Montgomerys had very different reactions, speaking over each other as they did so. Ah, Montgomery the mouse exclaimed, I see. Well, that's no problem, Montgomery the Moose replied at the same time. I know a good way to do that. Just close your eyes and run very... No, no, added his mouse friend politely. I think we need a different plan. Look, why don't we just walk out the front door? Roger looked at him in disbelief. Walk out the front door? Do you know what kind of store this is? She waved to the far side of the mountaintop. Phoebe and Tamar looked over and read a hanging sign out loud with their eyes squinted slightly, unsure if they were saying the word correctly. Fishing? They must have spelled that wrong. I think they mean feshing. Fishing is just one part of it, Roger hurried. Look over there. Wait, Tamar interrupted. Fishing? What is fishing? Already somewhat certain that she knew the answer. Roger looked somewhat annoyed, like this wasn't really the point. Look, it's what someone does to catch a fish to eat. She really wanted to get back to the bigger problem here. Phoebe and Tamar looked at each other, somewhat impressed with this new information. Fish, Phoebe mouthed silently to Tamar. Fish, Tamar mouthed back. Roger was unfazed. It's more than fishing, this is a hunting shop. Don't you see that animal traps? The two Montgomerys couldn't believe their ears. What had they walked into? And then it dawned on Montgomery the mouse. So the animal models all around us? Yes, Roger continued, exasperated that her friend hadn't picked up on this already. They were alive, but then they were hunted. Now they're just models. But they used to be alive, just like me and you. Just like my family. Yeek! Montgomery and the mouse panicked and envisioned a day when all these animals were running around the store before being captured and turned into models. His panic led his moose friend to start panicking too, and before they knew it, the orange jackets around the edges of the store were turning their heads and looking their way. Oh no! Roger put up her hands to her face, not wanting to believe this was happening. She started running back up the mountaintop to climb into her hole, but Montgomery the mouse and Phoebe and Tamar followed quickly behind, looking for a place to hide and hoping Montgomery the moose could stay still long enough to throw the orange jackets off the scent. There was a tremendous amount of noise behind them, and Montgomery the mouse turned to see that Montgomery the moose was also climbing up the mountaintop. Wait! Montgomery the mouse shouted, standing tall to get his moose friend's attention. But there was too much commotion, and Montgomery the moose lumbered past him, shaking the whole mountain as he did so. Quick! In here! Roger directed Phoebe and Tamar as Montgomery the Mouse caught up. They turned to see Montgomery the Moose closing in on them, and when he saw the small hole, he closed his eyes and with all his might, he launched himself into the air, diving headfirst at the opening. Boom! went the mountaintop as the Moose's full weight came crashing down and his head slammed into the hole. 
The ground underneath Roger, Phoebe, Tamar, and Montgomery the mouse opened up, and they felt themselves tumbling down through nothingness. Ah! They screamed before flump, landing softly on Roger's nest below. After a moment of peace, they looked at each other, and Montgomery the mouse commented, Well, that could have been worse. I thought Montgomery... Crunch! The mountaintop above them opened up, and Montgomery the moose came tumbling down, landing with a giant kaboom on the other padding that Roger had all over the floor. Silence again. Oh! Montgomery the moose finally spoke. Did that hurt you all as much as it hurt me? The smaller creatures saw shadows from above. The orange jackets were up there, scratching their heads and urgently trying to figure out what to do. Phoebe and Tamar heard one of them ask, What on earth? Quick, we have to get out of here, Roger commanded. Follow this pipe. Roger, Phoebe, and Tamar started to run, but Montgomery the mouse didn't move. But, he implored, What about Montgomery? The three others looked at the giant moose licking his wounds. They looked at each other, and then at Montgomery the mouse. You're right, Phoebe spoke for them all. We're not leaving without him. Montgomery the moose stood up slowly, measuring the space he had as he did so. So, what's the plan now? he inquired innocently. Down that pipe? Roger the raccoon looked at Montgomery the mouse, who was giving her a hopeful and pleading look in return. Roger started to smile. I think there's a better way. Montgomery the mouse smiled back. Roger instructed the others to climb onto Montgomery the moose's back and then asked Montgomery the moose to back up as much as he could under a lower ridge of the mountaintop. It was dark in there, and it was a tight squeeze, but Montgomery the moose could tell he had a long, unobstructed path between girders in front of him. Okay, run, Roger commanded. What? Montgomery replied. Run where? There's nothing to run at. Others couldn't believe this was Roger's plan. They felt some dust and small pieces of debris falling on them and heard shouting from above as the orange jacket seemed to be getting more anxious. Roger climbed down and ran over to her nest. She rummaged through and picked out a screwdriver she had found a few months ago and took it to the opposite end of the path Montgomery was on. She looked back at him and then jabbed the screwdriver into the mountain as hard as she could. Once it was in, she wiggled it around, pulled it out, and then used her hands to dig further until... Light! She dropped the screwdriver, ran back to Montgomery the Moose, climbed up, and said, Better? Oh, yes, Montgomery the Moose replied with a smile, looking at the small hole in front of him. Now he knew what to do. He bent his head down, staring intently at his target. With his friends on his back, he moved, gathering speed and power like a locomotive, and as he got closer to the hole, he wasn't the only one who closed his eyes. Crash! Now on the outside of the mountain, Montgomery, Montgomery, Roger, Phoebe, and Tamar collided with the fence that surrounded it and tumbled through the men's outerwear section, knocking racks of jackets sideways. As Montgomery the moose kept running towards the door, the others turned to see what was behind them. The gaping hole in the side of the mountain was quite a sight, and they saw the orange jackets jump off the top of the mountain just in time before the whole mountain buckled under its own weight, with framing, girders, and model animals all forming one big pile under a cloud of dust. Oops, Montgomery the mouse said. Maybe we shouldn't come back here again. As they ran to the front doors, they were surprised to find that a few orange jackets, with their mouths agape at what they were seeing, were holding the doors open for Montgomery to walk out. 
He slowed down as he did so and gave them a nod to say thank you. As he nodded, he also noticed another small creature standing by the door as if to hold it open for them. The creature held up its paw as if to give a thumbs up and gave a smile and a wink of encouragement. Mike the squirrel? Montgomery the moose asked. But the creatures on his back nudged Montgomery to keep walking, and when he looked around, the squirrel was gone. In the parking lot, the group circled around to the back of the building and into the woods. When they reached a safe enough distance, the creatures got down from Montgomery the moose's back, and they all sat on the grass in a circle, talking over each other in disbelief. Dumbfounded by what had just happened, it was several minutes before they could stop themselves from recounting their favorite moments. Then there was a peaceful silence as they all took a deep breath. Ah, <sighs> well, Roger finally broke the silence. It was warm and cozy in there, but I'm sticking with you all from now on. You're a lot more fun, and it's nice to have friends. Phoebe and Tamar looked at each other, and then at the other creatures they were with. They had to agree that this was a fun group to be with. Montgomery the Moose also looked around. It was only a few weeks ago that he had been lonely, and any time he'd wanted to make a new friend, they would run away from him, scared by his size and his clumsiness. But now he had a whole group of friends who cared about him enough to stay with him when they could have escaped. They even rode on his back as he crashed through the side of the mountain. They weren't scared of him. They actually really liked him. He could feel his heart beating, and he thought of his mom. He wished she could see his awesome new friends. And then he remembered that unpredictable horse and the frogs. How come that horse seemed to know him? He brushed the thought aside as the conversation continued, and his new friends finally all sighed, exhilarated by what had just happened. So, Montgomery the Mouse added finally, now what? They all looked at Montgomery the Moose. Montgomery the Moose looked at Phoebe and Tamar. Now, he replied, we go find that magical land and meet that dragon. To be continued. Now that the whole crew has escaped from the indoor mountain, season one of Tales from the Mooseiverse is coming to an end. Thanks to all of you, season one has been so successful that we're planning to launch season two in early 2020, in which the group's journey to the magical land begins. If you've enjoyed season one and want to help others find us, it would be wonderful if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. And to make sure you don't miss out on any information about Season 2, please sign up for our newsletter on mooseverse.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for our final episode of Season 1, a very special story about a character that we know many of you love. As always, let us know your thoughts on this story or any others from Season 1. And remember to send in your own stories about these characters or any others you think would fit in this world. You can record a story yourself on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseiverse.com. And we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Who knows? Maybe your idea will come to life in the Mooseiverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.